0: a great piano player. Let's all stand together. <laughs> you know, I think they could get a section of them playing more than three notes. for the intro. What do I know? Welcome to Celebration Church. We're glad you're with us. Let's recite together the Apostles' Creed. This is our statement of faith. This is who we are and what we believe at Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting, amen. You may be seated. Good to have you all with us today. Tis Christmas. Oh, you couldn't tell it by the weather. It's more like spring. Don't woo-hoo, it's terrible. I have two snowmobiles that are crying to me every morning. The snow. Anyway. Anyway. So we need we need a Christmas miracle. Actually, we had a bit of a Christmas miracle the other night in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> he throws on going. No. And then, yeah. Just, 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 wow, wow, what an emotional rollercoaster that was. The ladies had their uh, annual Christmas, what do you call it, <laughs> Extravaganza. Uh, I was not there, but I heard it was quite fabulous. Our guest speaker, Bronwyn Spilsbury, was there. Did a great job. She stuck around this morning to see what heresies I would preach. So it's good to have her. Bronwyn. You're the only person I named, know named Bronwyn. I didn't know it was a name until I met you. Anyway, I met her up in uh, Canada. She's a Canadian. We'll let anybody in this church. And uh, <laughs> we're glad she's here. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? I guess that's it. Get to work here. Uh, we are doing a Christmas series inspired by the classic Charles Dickens tale A Christmas Carol. Uh, Last week we did, they're a little early there, last week we did the Ghost of Christmas Past. Today we're doing the Ghost of Christmas Present. Guess what the next one will be called? Figure it out. All right, so I want to read to you from uh, his description of this particular ghost. This one's different. The other ghost was rather terrifying. The ghost of Christmas past and haunting, and creepy and weird. The ghost of Christmas yet to come is also very dark and creepy. This one is very different. It's not dark and creepy. He describes it this way. It was clothed in one simple green robe or mantle bordered with white fur. Its feet observable beneath the ample folds of the garment were also bare, and on its head it wore no other covering than a holly wreath set here and there with shining icicles. Its dark brown curls were long and free, as free as its genial face, its sparkling eye, its open hand, its cheery voice, its unconstrained demeanor, and its joyful air. You've never seen the like of me before, exclaimed the spirit. Never, answered Scrooge. Again, this one's very different. And so he just perfectly nails this one. The reason why is because if there's one thing that's not scary, shouldn't be scary, is today. We have today. Now, the past haunts us, as we talked about last week. Haunts us with our failures and our sins and constant reminders. You shouldn't have done this and you shouldn't have said that. And people spend just an inordinate amount of time, some people, trying to fix the past when in fact there's really nothing you can do. You commit it to God. You ask for his forgiveness and make restitution when you can, but you've just got to move on and look forward. The future, which we'll get to the next message, you know, can also be kind of creepy, filling us with a dread of what might come. The present's very different. The present is filled with great possibility. You see, one of the single greatest tools that you have to change everything in your life and actually affect your future is today. We're giving today. Again, too many people spend time grieving over the past, rehearsing the dread of the future, neither of which you can really control the unexpected things of the future but that we completely miss out on the one thing we can't control, which is today. Thessalonians, the first chapter. I'm sorry, first Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. Paul writes this, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Uh, historically, one of the w- ways that Christians referred to themselves or were referred to as people of the day. I don't know if you knew that. People of the day, we're known as people of the day because from a Christian standpoint, The one thing you should be focusing on is today. Everybody say today. Today. It's all about today. Even historically, when you read, uh, you know, like the start of uh, this nation, how America grew to such a powerful and prosperous nation in such a short amount of time, historians often refer to what is commonly known as the Protestant work ethic. People who were focused on what they could do Today, an effort of things that need to be done today. In Hebrews, we read this. It says, let us encourage one another as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The Bible encourages us to deal with today because it is one of the greatest tools you'll have that can make a difference in your life today and actually does control and affect Your future. Now, there are things of the future we don't know what's going to happen, things that'll be totally beyond your control. But much of what you do and can do about the future is done today. Now, there's a great scripture. Galatians 6, chapter verse 7 says this: do not be deceived. Why? Because we tend to be deceived. A person who's deceived doesn't know they're deceived. That's why they're (laughs) deceived. I've had people tell, man, you're deceived. I don't think I'm deceived. (laughs) Well, that's the point. (laughs) If you thought you were deceived, you wouldn't be deceived. It's when you think something's true that it's not. And we easily deceive ourselves and lure our thinking into versions of crazy that become problematic. He says, don't be deceived. And then he goes on to say this. God cannot be mocked. What's he getting to? A man reaps what he sows. This is both a promise and a warning. Tomorrow, to a great degree, does not have to be a mystery in our lives. Because tomorrow is determined by today. You want to be financially stronger tomorrow? Don't spend so much money today. You want God to bless you financially tomorrow? Then give some money today. You want to be healthier tomorrow? Eat better today. People moan and groan about their health. You know, you can pretty much do something about it. But for some bizarre thing that gets out of control, you know, something you weren't planning, cancer, whatever. Different diseases pop. That's why we pray and trust God for miracles. But A lot of our moans and groans is because we eat ourselves to death. Somebody say Amen. By the way, I, I don't know, in Green Bay here, probably not in Point and Appleton. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But they have uh, blood pressure thingamajiggies. Get your blood pressure tested today here in Green Bay. I had mine tested just before I walked in. The blood pressure of a teenager. <laughs> it's true. I do. Always have. My wife yells at the way I eat. I say, hey, I'm not the one who's sick. Anyway. <clears throat> Apparently, my eating's fine. If you got problems, then you got to fix what you eat, right? If you're fine, then keep doing what you're doing. What do I care? <laughs> you want a better job tomorrow? Then do something about it today. Learn, study, prepare. Just don't moan and whine. I got this stupid job. I hate this stupid job. Stupid job stuck in this dead-end job. Do something about it today. Prepare, study, do something. Go back to school, whatever you got to do. Learn a skill. Make yourself better intentionally. It doesn't just happen on purpose. A lot of people think just life is just, just a big lottery. Well, I tell you, if you don't pay attention today, then it does become a lottery. And you usually lose. You know what you usually do in a lottery? You lose. Most of you who buy lottery tickets, you know what you do? You lose. So I don't buy them. I like my money. Casinos have no appeal on me. Just, really? Just you're going to you realize they have those because most of the time you lose. That's why it's such a big place, because they win. By the way, you want to have more money tomorrow? Don't go to the casino today! I'm stunned by how many people have no connection between what they get and what they do. It's a complete mystery to them. Their lives are a disaster and they can't figure out why. And then you point out that where they're at today is because of what they did yesterday and, and they just stare at you like a deer in the headlights. They can't grasp the concept. Your life is made up primarily of what you do. Again, there's extraordinary things that you have no control of, but a lot of, most of your life, you can control. You just need to do it intentionally. Wanna play the piano tomorrow? You gotta practice today. Wanna learn another language? A lot of people, oh, I wish I could speak another language. I could speak another, what do you think? Language fairies are gonna fall on your head someday? And you're just, that's right. Even the kids are laughing, oh, that's crazy. Are no language fairies, you gotta actually study, open a book, do something, you know. But the our problem is, is we don't like the fact that most of change happens incrementally. A little bit at a time. But that's life, right? A little bit at a time. It's like, have you ever seen the movie What About Bob? I love this movie. If you haven't seen that movie? That's your assignment this week. What about Bob? Baby steps just baby steps. It's a hilarious movie. but that's such a great analogy. You know, everybody wants to go zoom and find and and accomplish things right away, but that's usually not how things happen. You go zooming by right away, you tend to just fall over. (laughs) Grabbing your heart, but not the guy who does this. He just gets the shortest in the hair, you know, just baby steps. I live my life one step at a time. I try not to be as big of a jerk today as I was yesterday. And just just move, just one. You know, I just turned 61 and uh, last group clap. Uh, this group, oh, that's so sad. No, 61, that's a, that's a good thing. And by, by, some of you didn't send me any money. I just want to point that out. Uh, but, you know, so I'm, I'm getting the R question, you know, when, when, when are you going to retire? And I think, I have no intention of retiring, ever. <laughs> now, 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 that's not to say that you and our wonderful people in Stevens Point and Appleton might gather one day and say, you know, It's time. Put that boy out to pasture, you know. Let the younger guy, I get that, and I'm, whenever you want it, you just let me know. But I ain't stopping, I'm just gonna keep. One step at a time. Just one step at a time. What happens when you get in your 70s? I'm gonna be doing this. What happens when you get in your 80s? I'm gonna be doing this. What about your 90s? I'll be doing this, you know, yeah, you know, whatever it takes. You notice how fast time goes the older you get? Have you noticed this? Isn't that creepy? It's like when you're 12, five minutes is an eternity. It's like the clock goes, click, click. That's the second hand. You know, click. You're sitting in class. Oh Lord, not going to take so long. But the older you get, the faster it goes. It's like, pretty soon it turns into a fan. I, I have a theory. The reason old people move so slow is not that they can't. It's that everything else is moving so fast. Whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. You know. Want to have a better marriage tomorrow? Do something about it today. People would come to me, you know, Pastor, why does my life stink? It's because of what you're doing. Why am I having such a problem in my relationships? Look at what you do. And I have all these ways of communicating, you know, this and be more thoughtful about that and process this and just, but you know, I just wrote a new book. And, uh, I found a very simple way to communicate it. It's called, don't be, uh, well, let me show you the illustration on the front cover. We're working on it, so. Yeah. <laughs> don't be one of those, all right? <laughs> You're really doing a book? Yes, I am. And it's going to be called, don't be uh, one of those. And, uh, and, and, but you know, everybody understands that. People come to me and they say, why am I struggling? It's because you're uh, one of those. You know? Oh, I never thought about that. You know? <laughs> everybody everybody grasps this concept. So we just, The book, probably two, two months before it actually comes out, but it's illustrated. You know, my first book was a big, fat you know, book like that, which I'm sure you've all memorized. You know? <laughs> but all my other books are, are smaller, illustrated books, because men will read those. If it's small, and it has pictures. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I got the smaller books. I got the big, fat book, but most guys go, Ugh, you know. It's like I got cooties or something. So short little, so that's my next short little book. I've been uh, writing it with uh, Diane Briley over at our uh, Stevens Point campus. Is helping to write it, and when I say help, that means she does most of the work. <laughs> and I get all the credit. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful system. You want to be a stronger Christian tomorrow? Read your Bible today. You want God to change your circumstances tomorrow? Pray today. And the same is on the negative. You want to wreck your future? Do something stupid today. You want to end up so your family and your in-laws and your children, everybody else can't stand your guts? Have an affair today. Start flirting today. Start acting inappropriately today. You'll pretty much guarantee a wreck in your life. These things don't happen by accident. They happen on purpose. You want the IRS coming after you? Don't pay your taxes today. Want to go to jail? Break the law today. It's very simple. You want to pay a big bet? Big fat fine, drive too fast and carelessly on your way home today. And then people, you know, they they drive crazy and then the cop pulls them over and gives them a ticket. And they get mad. They do, they come unglued and they yell and scream at the cop. You know, thank God I'm not a cop. Man, I'd just shoot you. The gun went off, I don't know what happened. You know, you know. And I, I know the cops get a bad rapture, but listen to me, you young people. Let me give you a clue. When someone with a gun tells you to stop, you should stop. Someone with a gun tells you to pull over, you pull over. Someone with a gun wants to look at your license, you say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whoever has the gun. You don't yell, you don't scream, you don't curse. People are crazy. <laughs> Those people, you know, I got shot, he got shot. Well, what was he doing? He was trying to punch the cop in the face. If someone has a gun, you shouldn't try and punch them in the face, just saying. I'm talking about police officers. You know. <laughs> Crazy people have guns. You try and punch them in the face. <laughs> you know, everybody's getting really concerned about what's going on in this country today. And, and these crazy people, they look for soft targets. They do. They look for churches and stuff, and they look for soft targets. I got news for all you people who watch this on TV. We're not a soft target. There's people in here who are carrying. Yes. You come in here trying to hurt people, we're going to introduce you to Jesus. <laughs> just just saying. I know you Canadians don't have guns like us, but look what you're missing out on. I could go on, but I'll get in trouble. I want nobody to yell at me tomorrow. Just behave myself today. There we go. All right. You want to be filled with grief and dread as credit card companies torment you for payment? Simple. Just charge a bunch of stuff on your credit card today. It's not like you don't have any control over your future. You do. It's called today. Every day we should be looking and thinking, this is the day that will set the tone for the rest of my days. And you don't know how many days you got. You know, I hope I have just tons of them. I hope I'm here tormenting you for many, many years. But we don't know. Just live today. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, and as simple as that analogy is of one foot in front of the other, it's not like a walk, you know, in a pretty garden. It's more like the Hunger Games, you know, where something's about to blow up and you don't know. If you haven't seen it, it's rather stressful. If you don't have enough stress, spend some money and sit for two hours and get stressed out of your mind watching this movie. It's really entertaining if you like that sort of thing. But they they can't just go somewhere because you don't know. What's going to happen next? And there's going to be this thing. And just when you think it's not going to be okay, ah, and it just freaks you out, which is what I do. I sit and scream in movies like a little girl. And I pay to do this. That, that's life. Life is, is, there's a lot of unexpected hunger game traps out there. And that's why you're supposed to pray. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. You pray. How do you, how do you avoid these things? By praying, today, you see. See, a lot of people don't really get serious about prayer until everything goes wrong in their lives. The police show up, throw you in jail. Well, these people pray a lot. Doctor tells you you've got cancer. Man, do they pray. Are you hearing me? I always feel the saddest for people who in the middle of tragedy, it's really the first time they've ever gotten serious about their faith. And it's hard for them. It's so hard. We pray and surround and try and prop you up, but it's like trying to get water to stand up, it's just it's so hard. Because it's the first time you've ever gotten serious about stuff, that's not the time. You know the Bible, you know if, if somebody's under a lot of pressure and they collapse, we tend to be very compassionate towards those people, right, everybody just, but the Bible is not really compassionate towards those people. Solomon says, if a person faints under the weight, then he was weak in the first place. That's well, it's not very compassionate. That's what the Bible says. You don't wait to get strong when you encounter problems. You build yourself up today. You pray today. You prepare today. Life is hard. We need to take today seriously. We can control it, number one. And number two, it prepares us for what tomorrow's gonna bring. You, get, you wanna be strong next year? You gotta lift weights today. You gotta do this stuff today. You don't want your teeth to fall out in a year, you go to the dentist today. My dentist sitting here this morning. I brushed. All right. Uh, The problem is we don't like the incremental steps. We want big stuff to happen fast. And here's an odd thought, and I carry many odd thoughts, but stop and think about this one for a minute. One of the problems in Christianity is because we believe in forgiveness and miracles, people tend to live carelessly. But that was not intended to have us live carelessly. It's like someone who lets their kids play in the street. Say, what if they get run over and and break all their bones? Well, Well, Jesus will heal them. What? Now is it possible Jesus would heal them? Well, yeah. But you don't let them play in this. You don't live carelessly because you think Jesus is going to pull you out of a mess. And a lot of people do that. They don't take today seriously. Christian people, because they think, well, no matter what happens, Jesus will fix it. No matter whatever stupid decision I make today, whatever inappropriate thing, whatever I'm going to do, oh, God will fix it later. Uh, And that's just an awful way to live. This thing of today is not a frightening thing. It's a very positive. Actually, the only thing as we close In Dickens' account of this ghost that was frightening is when you get to the end of the chapter. And he says this, he says, "'From the foldings of its robe, "'it brought out two children, "'wretched, abject, frightful, hideous, miserable. "'They knelt down at its feet "'and clung upon the outside of its garment. "'Oh, man, look here, look, look down here!' "'exclaimed the ghost. They were a boy and a girl, yellow, meager, ragged, scowling, wolfish, where a graceful youth should have filled out their features and touched them with its freshest tints. A stale and shriveled hand like that of age had pinched and twisted them and pulled them into shreds, where angels might have sat enthroned about the children. Devils lurked out, glaring, and menacing through all the mysteries of this wonderful creation, no monster was ever seen as horrible and full of dread. Scrooge started back appalled. He said, spirit, are these your children? The spirit answered, no, these are man's. This boy's ignorance and this girl is want. The only thing that was frightening in this apparition, was the fact that so many people are in such pain and ache today, and we ignore them today? You know, we need to deal with what we need to deal with today. Be intentional today. But as it's not just about trying to improve yourself today. It's not just about every, if all your energies are always about yourself and your family and those that you can see, you're not really living all of what today could do. We need to learn to stretch, meet others, be concerned about others, help maybe people that you don't even know. You know, we all someday will stand before God and give account of our lives. You know, when, when you're in school, you have teachers. Now some teachers, when you, you, know, you gotta take the test, right? We all gotta take the test, everybody hates the test. And the worst is the teacher who says they won't tell you what the test is about. <laughs> You gotta study everything because <laughs> you don't know what's gonna come on the test. Oh, that's tough. The ones we like are the ones who tell us what the test is gonna be about a lot better. And the ones we really like are the ones who even give us the questions ahead of time, which many tests today do. If you take, you know, like, Boater Safety or something, like that, they actually give you all the questions ahead of time, you know, you're just supposed, supposed to learn them. but It's like, not like you don't know what it's gonna be when you get there. Uh, If you ignore what you know is going to come and they give you the questions ahead of time and you know what's going to be asked of you and you still are not prepared, well, then you're just a nitwit. But there's a day that we're all going to have to give an account. And you know what? It's not a mystery. We know what the questions are going to be. In closing, Jesus said this in Matthew. He said, then the king will say to those on his right, come You who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. We know what questions are going to be asked of us someday. The question is, what are you doing about it today? They think, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I intend, oh, I meant to do something. We're famous for that, you know. Oh, I was gonna help those guys out, you know. As we think that means, that doesn't mean anything. We actually have to do things, make a difference today. And again, don't think in huge chunks. It's little steps, little steps. That's how you change your life, one step at a time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your kindness and your grace in our lives that you have blessed us with today. Help us to take our days seriously. We only get so many of them. Lord, help us to realize that we're not to be deceived. We will reap what we sow. Tomorrow is really not as big a mystery as a lot of people think they are. We actually can shape our tomorrow by what we choose to do each and every day. Help us not to just float through life expecting things to just happen on its own. Help us to be intentional. Help us to live out our faith intentionally. And not just about ourselves, but also to reach out to those around us because we know that's one of the questions that will be asked of us. What did you do for those in need around you? Help us to prepare Only a fool ignores what the inevitable is going to bring them. Help us to be wise and to prepare and to live lives of love and kindness that bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And Everybody said amen Amen. and have a wonderful today.